Before we begin the show, we must of course thank our patrons. So I'd like to give a special thank you to our daddy's favourite level patrons. That's William Mayhood, Out the Doorway, Banjo Stewie, Adam Ferris, Brian C and Harry Hypnotist. You are all daddy's favourite. Thank you. Now on with the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Kinky Boys podcast. I'm Craig and joining me today is Buster. Hello. And today we'll be interviewing our guest, Switch, London aka Sean, about his time in Chester. Yes, we are doing a fourth Chastity episode. But this one will be on a slightly different viewpoint on it. So before we get underway, I would like to announce we have a sponsor for this episode. A real one, Woo-hoo. not like a fake joke one. So we have LED Queens, who are very kindly sponsoring a prize giveaway for our patrons. Anyone who signs up to our Patreon before October 29th will be automatically put into a draw for one of their bodysuits. You get your choice of model and make and size, but you get to choose from their catalogue a bodysuit with a chance to win. So if you want to look sexy in your big himbo spandex, sign up to our Patreon now. Joining us today is Sean, who runs the Switch.London blog, who many of you probably have read. And I wanted to have him on to talk about the latest blog post from there. Sean, welcome. Thank you very much. Nice to be on here. And yeah, looking forward to talking to you about it. Yeah. So it was a great post, essentially about you trying out being locked. But the reason that really caught my attention was throughout it, you talked about topping and doming while being locked, which is something you don't normally see. It is a bit of a rarity, and it is also possibly why I quite like doing it, because I like doing things that are a little bit different. Yeah, Ooh, so I, I know, edgy. <laughs> oh, she's different. Oh, so, unique so, brand. My unique Switch brand, yes. Yeah, I'm not just doming. Obviously, with this blog, it was focused towards the doming, but at the same time, yeah. somebody still looks after my dick, which is still the focus of it for me, and, and a bit that I really wanted to shout about, because as you say, there's a dearth of Dearth? Is that the right word? <laughs> Might be the wrong word. That, that, there's, there's a girth, not much of a girth. But yeah, there's there's not that much out there. There's a few there's a few guys that so like Cage Jock, for example, who I think I cited in the blog, is somebody I've really enjoyed their stuff of for quite a long time. But other than that, it's generally pretty quiet on the whole locked and doming thing. So yeah, I thought I'd yeah. throw my hat into the ring. <laughs> Yeah. So before we get into the meat of it, I think we should give the listeners a taste of your background. So can you talk about like your time on the scene, who you are, what you're into? Yeah, absolutely. I've been around forever. So people can message me on Recon now who are younger than my Recon profile, which is alarming. But at the same time, (laughs) at the same time, experience is a good thing. And yeah, I embrace all of those many years of playing and stuff. So I've been all over the place with with how I play. I've been a slave. I've owned boys. I've been, and and now I'm somewhere in the middle with subs and doms and all sorts of stuff. But yeah, pretty much done most things I can possibly think of at least sometime and in most roles. But yeah, chastity was something that I tried as a sub many years ago and it wasn't great then. But this time around, it's been a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, I, it, yeah, I wanted to shout about it because it surprised me, actually, quite significantly. That's good. So your first time doing it, so that wasn't very good. Can you pinpoint why your first time didn't uh, do well? 
It, so this is, I don't know, it's just one of those sort of generational things. Like back in my day, it was like you had a choice of two <laughs> yeah. devices and they were crap. <laughs> so, so it was what you've got these days with 3D printing and everything like that was you can get all the different sizes and everything fits perfectly. Back then it was clunky, pointy, dug in, chafy, and generally pretty horrible. And yeah, while being locked was nice, there was far too many times where you'd just be like, ow, ow, pinchy, ow, this, that, and the other. Mm -hmm. And it threw that away for me, really. So yeah, I think it was just the advances in technology. There we go. That have definitely helped. I think there's been a real change in culture as well since way back then, because I've been around for a similar... And then it was like chastity was something that was niche in a way that it's everywhere now. So of course there are more devices because there's so much more, there's so much more interest. And I've talked about Tumblr and everything like that, making a generation of screwed up chastity pics, and which okay. I love. That's not a negative thing. That's like a really positive thing from my perspective as a dog. But there's a kind of like back back then getting into chastity was that much more difficult and then if you tried it and it wasn't really for you it was kind of like no impetus to keep going whereas now we seem to offer certainly subs like with locktober and everything like that we seem to offer like this cyclical reintroduction of chastity as a primary fetish which never existed back and with uh, god i really do feel like properly odd like with the advent of social media (laughs) how have i how long have i been doing this for but it definitely like with chastity and stuff like that it's there's where's that whole community thing isn't we don't like the c word do we but the whole community of like people kind of sharing sharing how they're getting on and all that sort of stuff. I think just sometimes it's just you going look, looking down and going, "This is just a pain in the ass." Whereas nowadays yeah. it's that's really hot, and he says, "Yeah, you know what? Actually, it is." So I think that helps as well. Is the fact that it's not just me kind of looking at it and feeling everything pinching and being horrible. It's also the fact that I can just send a picture to somebody or stick a tweet up or something like that. And people are like, yeah. <laughs> and it just makes you like go, yeah, actually, you know what? Yeah. Which Instant is helps, gratification. That's why we're all here, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it's interesting because even with the advance in models, I still know so many people that have real trouble finding a chastity device that works for them. Like, I know someone who was in it for a week and it was like, oh my God, it's so comfortable. This is the perfect one. I finally found the chastity device I can use. One week later, he's like, I can't use it. It's like rubbing skin off in certain places whenever I get sweaty, which it didn't at the start. And it can be a long process to actually find a device that works for you. Absolutely. I haven't really, I've been quite lucky in that I hit it up first time pretty much my partner's got one that works really well for him as well and but yeah i became very much uh, reliant upon e45 i have to say as a thing the the bit that gets it for me is the sleeping uh very much and i don't think the thing is with all of these just devices is that it's the unspoken rule is the fact that you can still always get out of them and they'll always be Mm -hmm. a little bit uncomfortable both of those two things it's the unspoken rule unspoken things that but it's true. If you really want to get out of something, you can get out of it. And you are going to find... always get a PA. Well, that's true. But I'm good for the moment, thanks. One step at a time. Oh. <laughs> I'd so... just like to make sure I'm the demon on somebody's shoulder. You do that job quite well. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so with this what originally led you to get locked up this time so this time around so for me i've 
so it's quite difficult to call it. I've got chastity doming, and then there's key holding, basically, isn't it? So I've been a key yeah. holder for quite a while, on and off with different people. And my regular sub was locked up for seven months. And I was just like, how does that actually feel? Because the thing is, like, uh, one thing that I always do is do everything myself. So when I'm doming and stuff like that, I know basically pretty much what they're feeling and how, know what I'd be feeling in the situation and what I'd want or what would be hot or what would be this, that, and the other. So with this one, it's like, I've done a seven-month-long session here that I don't really know how it feels for the other person. I should try that. So that was the initial reason as to why I wanted to give it a go. And there was, luckily, the opportunity for me to borrow a device that was actually my size as well. So I didn't have to do any sort of expensive outlay straight up to give it a go. But yeah, the, the initial reason was to just to get a bit of empathy almost. And anything beyond that, great. And it turned out there was quite a lot beyond that. So... Happy times. Yeah. So I've been locked and unlocked and then relocked a few times since I first did that. So I've come back for it, which is a good sign. There's oh, a definitely. big gap, though, between... So when I was first getting into chastity, I spent three months in and held my own key. And people say that's more difficult than having a key holder. But it's certainly from like my perception of it, like having never had somebody holding a key of mine, that there's a big kind of like submissive gap like there, there is a dom sub relationship inherent in that how does that change your dom sub relationship with your sub and with your husband so there's definitely a difference firstly so the first three days that i locked i had my own key and it was just like oh this feels crazy and this is a lot of fun and it feels good and i'm horny as hell and blah 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 and then i handed the key across to a friend and there was a whole extra level. And I think they're talking about that kind of gap of submissiveness. Or, I don't know whether it's submissiveness or whatever, but it's still that, oh, fuck moment. And it was very much a no-fuck moment, actually. I saw a friend that evening for a lot of drink and randomly a lot of pop. And I had very much a whole kind of, what the fuck, sort of thing. And it was a very happy meltdown, but it was a very strange kind of like crazy new headspace and that just came from that whole bit of i don't know my dick what's going on <laughs> this is mad so that's i would definitely say that key holding yourself i don't know whether it's more difficult necessarily but it is it's different it's definitely different it, it yeah it's down to your own willpower and that's it basically isn't it at that point and i have minimal willpower so <laughs> i wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna <laughs> do that <laughs> like i'm wearing it right now without somebody holding the key and yeah i'll I've come two o'clock in the morning. If I wake up with this thing, I'm probably just going to go, oh, you know what? Fuck it <laughs> and take it off. Yeah. But on, on the relationship side, um, so I did think like when I first locked it on and stuff that like my husband would be like one copycat <laughs> and two, I don't know. Just, we don't have a DS relationship these days. So it doesn't, it hasn't affected that because there isn't one. But uh, yeah, I was initially, what's he going to say? What's he going to think about this? And I was almost like quite coy about it initially, but no, he's been all good with it and everybody's been good with it. And my regular, he's found that a fun addition as well because we're both quite switchy as well. So yeah, we, as I mentioned in the blog, actually, we had a session and uh, he went all out free for a bit and that was very fun. So yeah, the thing is, I think everybody who talks to me and plays with me and stuff like that knows what they're getting. I'm not like this 100% dummy, whatever. I could be, but... I'd be hiding a lot of myself if that was the case. So most of the people that I do end up talking to are usually at least a little bit switchy or open to the idea, at least mentally, that the person that they're being dumped by at the other times might be subbing and stuff like that as well. Yeah, up to now, no problems yet. We'll see. Yeah. Yeah, I do find 
almost everyone I know, even people who like swing more towards the Dom side of things, are still switches. It's like I've yet to meet anyone who's truly like a total top full time twenty four seven Dom and nothing else. I'm sure some of them are out there. I don't know. I just find the whole thing quite exhausting as a sub sometimes if someone's like really ex- asserting themselves throughout the whole time. Whereas I like to be quite realistic about stuff. It's, I don't know. There's the RP side of thing. I think find you've got the total tops are the ones who have lots of RP and they're this that, and the other and yeah. their Twitter is like pretty full on and stuff like that. But yeah, who knows? They might sub on the side or something like that. You, you only see what people only see what you want them to see. Whereas I try and share pretty much everything here and there because ultimately that's me yeah I, I don't know i think there must be some people out there who, who genuinely really have absolutely no desire but i don't really know them i don't think i think everybody's yeah has shown a chink in it somewhere it certainly seems like there's an element of toxic dom mentality that comes with the total top mindset and uh, something that i've noticed if i have 90 percent active on my recon profile the number of messages compared to if i put 100 percent active is very different and actually the if i'm gonna play with the dom i wouldn't do it on based off recon i'd do it based off a dynamic that's already existing granted with the sub i'd be more interested in meeting somebody getting to know them and then playing with them rather than just like exclusively doing that with friends. But the it seems a lot like, especially on Recon, but like when I was on Twitter as well, like the attention is given to the toxic masculinity, the toxic dom culture. And the more toxic you are, the more attention you get, like positive attention. And words like having experimented with Findom and talked on the podcast at length about Findom, just like actually the whole thing is shot through with toxicity and ideas of superiority and inferiority. And then actually that I find bleeds through into chastity as well, where it's if you are a Dom, you cannot do chastity. If you are 99% Dom and you do chastity, you're a sub. And just like the way that that's then reflected back is it's like subs are it is not desirable to be a sub subs are somehow less than which is obviously bullshit i think i feel definitely when it comes to social media and with recon and everything like that there's definitely two tiers i don't want to say tiers because you know that they're, they're, they're different ways of approaching things and they work for people respectively but ultimately you have the toxic doms and then what you have is a whole load of toxic subs who basically are the ones who are positively seeing that bit because I almost feel like the yeah it's the entry level for because it's quick sort of validation and this is your place this is your place this is just how it's done and stuff like that and there's a whole load of people like that and then there's the sort of other bits where people are a little bit people get it a little bit more like the the deeper sort of stuff and I feel and that's the space that I like to like inhabit and the people that follow me and interact with me a majority in that as well so they just thought that's cool and yeah it, it, i do occasionally get dms or something like that periodically from the other crowd who are like 
so what are you? <laughs> and stuff like that now and again. But not very often. Most of the time, it's that's really hot, whatever. I posted a picture the other day in full leathers with my cage out and in a typically dummy manner. <laughs> and, and it went down really well. I didn't have a single comment from anybody saying like, that ain't right. Everyone says that's really fucking hot. And I don't see that very often. More of this, please. And it was nice. It's, <laughs> there's just a whole load of people that I think subs to Dom, Dom sub, and that's what these people do. And that is your role. And then there's a whole load of people who either done it for longer or talk to other people outside of that sort of sphere. And is a little bit more pragmatic when it comes to stuff. So seeing something like that on their timelines, like, that's not like, nope, that's unacceptable. It's more, yeah, that's pretty cool. I hadn't seen that before. Nice. And yeah, I'm enjoying that. Definitely. I guess that's reflective of how you interact with social media. A really common topic of conversation for this podcast. You can't ignore it, can you? I hope to. One of these days. It's very interesting you say about the different types of people, because I do wonder with the latter, the people who are reinforcing this very strict binary, how often they actually talk and interact with people out in the real world. Like everyone I know that has the much more healthier view has been very active in the leather community and interacts with people as people and not as idealized fantasies i think when you're talking to people online and you do come across Mm. i like to to quietly and take a moment for education when you get like a total sub who is i am a sub and you are a dom and stuff and you're like it doesn't have to be like that but like outside of it yeah i I don't know it's and and chastity because it's a longer term thing I, i think a lot of the stuff around the total tops and total subs is is quite session based it's very much like it's rp quite often and i don't know it's a, it's a different way of think a different way of coming about it so yeah those who don't want to form relationships outside of it and stuff like that are probably not going to do a key holdy thing that much unless they're really going to be like okay total sub thing over and over again for the period or just forget in, in chastity for absolutely ages as and that's probably not entirely enjoyable for the sub but maybe it works for them oh, yeah. because they're meant to enjoy it because they're the sub. So it's a different, difficult one. It's talking about a mindset I don't have, but observe. So this is a problem I've observed with a lot of people that do it as a very online thing and find an online key holder in that sort of setup is often the DOMs will lose interest or get busy and it'll be quite distressing because they just assume that the subs will tick over as they are just being locked without realising you need a level of reinforcement and encouragement for that dynamic to continue to make it worthwhile. And I think from the other side of that, actually, with this online kind of mentality, like a lot of the times I've got subs who hit me up on social media and they're keen to play online and have RP online. And it's just like, okay, what am I getting out of this? Because a lot of the time it's, okay, I'm having to be inventive I'm having to create scenarios and I'm having to go through this entire process in order to essentially keep you interested. Or, okay, you're locked and you're holding the key, but I'm I'm in control. And actually, there's a huge amount then of emotional responsibility over that sub, who quite often, if they don't look like that, they're probably fairly new to the whole kink mm. scene and then it's okay i have a responsibility but none of the the benefits from that <laughs> i don't have this really close dynamic this close vibe with this person 
that I would get from a long-term relationship with a sub. Yeah, uh, I can't remember what I was saying now. Hang on one second. Oh, yeah, it was about being locked. Early days, needy as fuck. Yeah, yeah. Cool. All right, let's start. So, yeah, like in the early days for me, definitely, there's a moment where you just end up needy as fuck because it's all these new experiences. You're like, oh, my God, this is so good. And you want to share it. So sending pictures to your key holder and stuff. But they're at work and things. And just even for those like periods of time, you just end up... Yeah, there was a moment of definite sort of re-evaluation for me. And I'm being one of those subs that I don't particularly like myself. Let's let's dial that back a bit. But yeah, the idea, but even then, like I get messages and stuff like that when I am locked and it's really good. But the idea of just being like one of 20 keys on someone's key ring or something like that. And basically, oh, you get to come in like a few weeks. That might well work for somebody, but for me, that wouldn't work. But as a dom top being locked the thing is i can order my key holder down <laughs> and use him which is great <laughs> we did that a couple of times and it's very fun and he really gets off on that because i'm key held by a sub which kind of really kind of works for that thing it's just like you're making yeah. this scenario happen so he's it's almost like completely flipped on its head but it works but we're both switches as well so we get a bit of both and yeah it's complicated but it's really hot and it's really different that seems like a really interesting idea to me where you take the sort of well-worn sort of roles and just flip them and play with them. And that, like, really actually interests me. As you then you lose sexual interest, you lose a sex drive, everything just simmers down and you need to shake things up. If you've had a long-term relationship, like my relationship with James and your relationship with your husband... Like, it goes on for a long time and kind of your sex drive, like, towards each other kind of peters out, becomes less dom-sub, becomes... And then it's, okay, what are we doing here that is perfectly perfectly happy to be a vanilla couple? I love them very much, but then actually we always need to shake stuff up. And it's there comes a point where it's like, my sex drive's gone and everything's dried up and... Where am I getting joy and kink? And it's okay, it's time to do something new. That's like your our instinctive way as kinksters to go, we need to do something new and fucked up because we felt this way towards vanilla once. And now it's just, okay, geared up sex isn't enough. I need pain or I need tears or I need whatever, like some element of like deep submission or to completely change everything up. Yeah, it, uh, like relationships are never static. You always are expanding and just by the nature of being in a sort of routine where you get well-worn patterns, you just need something to break out of that and to try something new. So, yeah, uh, definitely trying things with new people. So as I say, the key holding thing, that was a nice... So I've played with my key holder plenty of times before we're really good friends and yeah and uh, we go for runs and stuff together and since being key held that also has been used as a way to get my exercise on the go as well which is really good created like two additional dynamics it's like you're my fitness coach and key holder now as well as the person I get wankered with on a Saturday night and and yeah it's been good and and I've enjoyed talking to quite a few people actually I've noticed that on Twitter for example I've started talking to a lot more chastity people because I did the blog and then all of chastity Twitter arrived <laughs> and I'm like hi nice to meet you all <laughs> and but there are some other switches in there as well 
well. And I've been enjoying their feeds and getting little ideas and things. And w- one thing that's definitely come out of this that's been a lot of fun to explore, so uh, as I say, new fetish and stuff, is strap-ons, pegging and throat-fucking stuff with big fake dicks. <laughs> it's so much fun. And I'd not really done it before. I've, obviously, I've done like throat play and stuff like that with toys and things, but attaching one to yeah. the top of my cage and then treating it like a dick is just so much fun. And and yeah, it's gone down well as well. So my key holder very much enjoys worshipping a dick that he knows I can't feel. Um, but <laughs> it's, yeah. yeah, it's just one of the things. And the great thing is I've got my husband making my strap-on harness soon, which is great because at the moment I'm using cargo straps, which is awkward, digs in, and I use them for something else. So if I want to do that, then I have to take apart part of my bondage chair, which is really annoying. Yeah, everything's just got two or three purposes in the playroom, so it's sort of like ridiculous. Yeah, hopefully I'll have a nice custom fit one and it will look awesome. But for the moment, it looks a bit of a mess, but it feels great. So this is one of the main points I wanted to bring up. Often, like when chastity and strap-ons are combined, it's done as a humiliation thing. But you and your partner did it as a very earnest thing of, no, even though I'm locked, I'm still going to top you. Absolutely. And it's not, and it doesn't necessarily even need the strap-on. I really enjoy the language I can come out with and stuff when I'm getting someone to serve my locked dick so i can say get your tongue between the bars and stuff like that and it's just it's very kind of it's just fun to say because it's quite subversive in terms of doming it's just yep my dick's locked but you're going to treat that and i know full well and i'm telling you very specifically what to do with it and it's yeah it's really quite fun and then with the toy i mean i'm fairly well endowed but not as big as the fake dick that i use and that is great fun because you can make people struggle in ways that you can't otherwise. And yeah, it's just, there's just so much about it. It's a lot of fun. And the weird thing that I definitely found, and I talk about it in the blog, is what I, do, what I term phantom dick syndrome or something like that, I think, is that, you know, if you play around with it enough, you fool your own brain into thinking it's your actual dick to the point that you can be stroking it and get, and you get the little shivers that you would normally get from having a wank and it's just but that's not my dick but you still tell yourself that it's your dick and i don't know where what further that could do but for the moment it's just a very weird but very cool thing i've noticed i guess you can just sit there and have a wank with lube and stuff like that of a fake dick and it feels great but i have no idea why other than that brains are stupid no that is a very interesting phenomenon and you're not actually the first person i know who's talked about this so okay. I know a pro-dom who's basically asexual, but a lot of it, he basically only gets off on power dynamics, but not physical mm-hmm. sex. But a lot of his clientele want physical sex, so he uses strap-ons. And he's talked about this. And I know a lot of trans men, they get like a strap-on, that's their sort of favorite dildo, and start thinking of it as their go-to dick. And they express the same things, where it's, it's just their dick in their mind. And it's they have really that sort cool. of phantom dick syndrome. So on the... And try again. <laughs> so with on Twitter, female pro-doms, they have been brilliant for me in understanding like how to own it, almost. Like I follow a few, and I love seeing their content where they're straddling over some bound sub with full latex on and stilettos. Now, stilettos aren't for me, but I really love how they use 
you know, pegging and strap-ons as part of that kind of dynamic. And I think it's really hot. And it's all about that confidence stuff. And that's the thing. It's like when I made a conscious decision that when I was posting about stuff that I would post from it in a kind of, you know, how I exactly how I felt at the time. And like immediately yeah. it felt right, which is great. So I was, this is right. So there's no question about that. So I'm just going to say, this is me now. This is what I do. And it's really hot. And then everyone goes, yes, it is. Whereas I feel like that's part of it is almost like those toxic doms and stuff like that who tend to be basically they mill around the other people who are potentially weaker or more more so more submissive in in mind in terms of yes you're correct whereas if they see somebody else who is confident in doing what they're doing and it's not something they do that's probably not a battle that they're going to do <laughs> that they're going to shout about yeah. whereas if you i don't know someone will say what do you think of this is it all right or something like that then you're going to have people going no you're a dom blah 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 i don't know i'm creating a hypothetical scenario but that's how my brain is but i no, when but i came into I it there's still that, that there's i still can definitely get that, that where moment. is that oh, sorry. yeah i can get that where it's where it's that sort of don't ask a question, just make a statement. It's don't leave any sort of room for argument. It's this is just my reality putting out there. This is what I enjoy. And you'll get a lot less, I don't want to say backlash, but you get a lot less pushback on that. Yeah. I'd say the the parallel to me is public exhibitionism of sorts. And I'm when I'm I'm talking about just like wearing your gear in public and stuff, not shagging people in the middle of a in the middle of a town square or something like that. It's bad. Within the sort of the realms of legality and everything and going around town in like full rubber and stuff it's the same thing you're not questioning uh, to do it to be able to do it and i've got into it from a period of leather socials and things like that was being able to wear leather outside i still haven't done rubber yet but it very much seems that same thing is that you're wearing it not uh, you're wearing it as a statement not as a question so you're saying i'm wearing this because i look fucking good in it look at me and carry on walking <laughs> and that's it. Whereas if you're wearing it and you're like trying to cover it up and all this sort of stuff and people are kind of looking at you going, they're going to feed on that. And it's a similar sort of thing, I think. It, and it is, it's, it's confidence. You can get a, you can get away with a lot with if you do it confidently. Yeah, so strap-ons are a new kink for you now. Yeah, strap-ons, chastity as a dom. What else is that? The whole... There's a whole bit around, there's a whole little extra thing with switch, switching scenarios now as well. So I really enjoy the person I'm playing with having the code to a lockbox, for example. So I've done it a few times now. And it just adds this really interesting bit of the scene where the power is almost a little bit skewed differently to how it would normally. Mm-hmm. So you're subbed there, but they've got the opportunity to unlock. And in, in, in fairness, in each case so far, I've been playing with switches. So it's uh, to some degree, but it's been really interesting and really quite a lot of fun in playing playing with that because the whole time that you're locked, you can basically go down the route of, I'm going to beat the absolute shit out of you and you're going to regret this for not unlocking me when I've, let, when I've given the option. Mm-hmm. And it adds that sort of consequence sort of stuff. And there's revenge and things. You don't necessarily need to even switch and stuff. You can have this kind of... Because I absolutely love revenge and consequence as a play. And why I like playing <laughs> with switches a lot is that I'm going to be a complete and utter bastard to you in the full knowledge that you're going to be probably worse to me in return. And I love all of that sort mm-hmm. of stuff. It's so much fun. And this is basically the same sort of thing. But even in a one-sided thing, you can have revenge and consequence with a sub. <laughs> because they have that little power, that little bit of power, which they're going to enjoy. And everybody wants to be a bit of a cheeky dick. But you don't want, I don't tend to be doormats for some people. But for me, I like a bit of feist, a little bit of cheek and stuff like that. So the idea of them going, oh, so, I, so I've so i got the box with your key in it. 
oh, that's interesting, and stuff like that. You get all of that kind of thing, and eventually you just make them utterly suffer for it until they relent and give it to you, <laughs> and then you beat them even more. And that's it. It's uh, it's a lot of fun. So yeah, I'm finding all sorts of little things, and just and not necessarily new fetishes as such, but just new ways of having scenes. It opens up a bunch of additional sort of play dynamics and things like that with people who are open to it. One key thing that I was making sure of is that anybody that I was planning to play with that summer, I was just, just to let you know, this has happened. Are you all good with that? <laughs> because it might be they're like, I don't know what to make of that. And there was one sub I was talking to at one point who was just like, I'm not sure. But as it was, I took it off before then anyway, because I was, as I say, it's something that I've enjoyed a lot at the moment, but I'm not doing seven months in a row at the moment. I know that. I'm just dabbling yeah. in it. And the great thing is that my key holder as well is very understanding in that. It's three days go by where I've slept like crap. They're working all of the time. I'm not horny in the slightest. I'm like, this isn't really helping right now. Can we just take it off for now and we'll try again in a bit? And they were like, yeah, okay, fine. Which is the important bit is there's that. Yeah, I think that's respect. a very health, um, healthy attitude. Like we have talked on our previous Chastity episodes about there is this sort of obsession with length of time. And I don't think mm. that's particularly helpful, especially <clears throat> if you don't have a dynamic that will really make that worthwhile. Focusing purely on how long you're locked rather than quality of time locked, mm -hmm. I think can not be a helpful thing. Yeah. What has being locked done for you this time? Because if it's not doing anything, if it's just dead time, and I think this is why, like, James and I stopped. Like, I locked him for months at a time, and he was just, like, shrugs, whatever, and dealt with it like an absolute champ. And But that wasn't, like, that didn't add to the dynamic because it made him actively not horny. Like, hmm. that he needs to have his dick played with to get horny, <laughs> in a way. And it's just like, you've got a you've got to be vibing it, you've got to be feeling it, and you've got to be getting something out of that. And if you're getting something out of that for three days, you're doing better than somebody who's locked for a year but never even thinks about their dick. Or Absolutely. anyone else's dick. And with that's true. It is true. And it was the same as I was saying. I started doing this so I could get that empathy about what it would feel like and those sorts of things. Because the same was with me. So with my regular sub, he was doing it for seven months. And we talked about it and saying, well, it's not really doing much for me at the moment. Because neither of us were particularly like flying high in the horny stakes anyway. So it was like, yeah, the times that I am horny, well, I can't do anything about it, which just is a bit rubbish really but it was and it was not necessarily I didn't necessarily see it as a kind of failing on my part necessarily we do talk about stuff and, and everything was fine but at the same time I was like I want to be able to tell mentally like when enough is enough and when you start when your brain starts going elsewhere and things like that and I think it helps for me in the fact that I've basically got two different ways of approaching chastity so it's it keeps it quite but i say that as someone who hasn't been locked for the last three weeks so, but yeah the, there's the fact that one day i can be doming or something with it and then there'll be a few days where nothing's happening and i just play around with vibes and stuff and i do a lot of self-play i'm lucky enough to have a, a obscene amount of stuff to play around with so fancy wanks all the time <laughs> but mostly it's just yeah. getting the vibe out because you can't do it and that that in itself is like I came up with like new little ways of getting off and stuff that were very chastity specific and things like almost like attaching nipple clamps to the cage and things like this and vibrating both at the same time because I'm a massive masochist when it comes to 
chastity subbing and a massive sadist when it comes to chastity doming. Yeah, I don't know why. Oh, I, I know why. It's, if you haven't got your dick there, my next kind of erogenous zone to my nipples. Absolutely. And yeah. yet they've, they get all sorts of hell when I'm locked, mostly self-administered. So that's the thing. It's I can amuse myself because the thing is we haven't set <laughs> out. And I think it's down to those protocols and stuff like that as well, isn't it? That there's some people who are like, who are locked and they are not allowed to do anything without permission and stuff. Whereas for me and my sub and in this sort of key holding arrangement that I'm in at the moment on and off is, yeah, you can do whatever you want, just don't come. And that's the thing. And it's okay. So we save the coming bit for another time, but I can still have a lot of fun with stuff. And to be honest, it's great because most of the time I have a wank and then get overexcited and I'm done in six minutes. So like this time I can get all the toys out and play for like two and a half hours. It's great because yeah, there's not... you, you don't end up in the same way and it, and it just keeps you and it just builds you back up again but i've been looking at it through a lens of weeks at the moment rather than months and and when it comes to the months and stuff yeah i don't know how some people do it uh, especially the ones who don't even get to come during that time so like in the seven months that i've been doing it still got to come every couple of weeks or whatever and i always made sure that it was very much worth the wait okay you can go from having 15 Nah, whatever orgasms to having one really good one <laughs> like with all of the pulling all the stops out sort of thing so that's kind of worked quite well but yeah i don't i don't know i'm still early days and i've been doing it on and off for what three four three months now but yeah i haven't done this whole bit of where it's, it's really just become like my day-to-day yet i haven't really got into that mindset necessarily which i think is a one to explore is this something you think you'll have in the toolbox long term where it's like you might go through a month here or a few days there and kind of as things go along or do you think this is going to be like a fad that that you're interested in at the moment and then it passes no i feel like it's very much it's like electro is that in that it's a bit of kit that allows you to do a whole load of stuff you couldn't do otherwise so in this mm-hmm. case, rather than it being like, I can zap people and hurt people in slightly different ways, it's, this is the only way I can get through to these unusual dynamics and unusual headspaces. And yeah, I really enjoy that kind of the lockbox revenge stuff I was talking about and the whole kind of, I could use strap-ons unlocked, but it seems fairly pointless. So yeah, I'm definitely going to keep with it on and off at, at the very least. But I do like the idea of doing it long-term. My brain in the last like six to eight months has just been rubbish so like the idea of locking it up completely when everything else is so up and down at the moment i'm sort of like yeah i'll stick it on when i feel like it just i'll stick gear on when i feel like it or i'll play with people when i feel like it and at the moment i don't really feel like anything but there's yeah. there is that kind of pragmatism with me and my key holder in the fact that i'll come back to him at some point with a key and say let's give this another go but, and also it's quite an expensive device so <laughs> i don't want to get rid of it but yeah it's, it's fun like the other day like i hadn't been doing anything locked at all but yeah, I put rubber on and I bought some new gear, put some rubber on. I was just like, you know what? In this situation, I really should be locked. And I locked myself up and I was like, and I felt all the feels again. Just all, I mean, it was really nice. But then I still took it off afterwards because. Yeah, uh, it can always be very hard in those situations to tell whether you just need to push yourself to stimulate yourself enough to get back into the headset or if you're really just not going to be in that headset. And it's always very difficult to tell between the two. Yeah, absolutely. Like, for me, I'm just I'm just apathetic, really. So if it is, if it isn't, that's the thing. It's until I know for sure I'm, like, in my A game, then I'm not going to be, like, trying to set up loads of meets with people yeah. and then say, oh, actually, you know what, maybe not. <laughs> I got it wrong. So, yeah, for the moment, I'm just enjoying pissing about in myself, locking stuff in, taking silly pictures, and, and yeah, talking about it to people on podcasts, apparently. Nice. <laughs> 
Yeah. Yeah, this has been interesting. I will put your the link to the blog post because it's a great blog, big blog post on its own in the show notes so people mm-hmm. can read it. This has been an interesting dive into the whole thing. And I'm really glad we got to talk about it again because this is our like fourth episode on chastity. Yes, yes. A lot of people both, I love it. <laughs> both Four times more Buster people. <laughs> and, mm-hmm, both Buster and Arza just love it. And I love what it does to our ratings because the metrics, whenever we do a chastity episode, go through the roof. Yes. So thank you, Sean, for coming on. As I say, I will link to your blog in the show notes because I think everyone should read it. Where can people find you online? Uh, I am pretty much everywhere in various forms of Switch London. So uh, Switch LDN on Twitter, Switch underscore LDN on Instagram because somebody got there first. Uh, And Switch.London is my website, which is occasionally updated but yeah that's me and i occasionally do stuff on youtube but even less occasionally yes brilliant and thank you listeners just as a reminder if we are having our led queens giveaway competition thank you very much to them so if you want to be entered into that please do sign up on our page so from me thank you very much and as always play safe